Happy Friday, everyone. We are back with another For You Friday episode. In case you're new here, my name is Olivia Eve. I'm the founder and host of this podcast, For You From Eve. Every Friday, I like to upload a little For You Friday episode where I kind of ask you guys on Instagram earlier in the week, what do you guys want me to talk about? What do you want advice on? DM me any questions you have, anything that you're kind of struggling with in life right now. I want you guys to kind of just like ask me and I'm going to talk to you guys about it and just be here and make you feel like, you know, you're talking to a friend and she's kind of telling you what to do and trying to open your mind to different possibilities, different perspectives. And I got quite a lot today. I'm here today to go through the DMs you guys sent me and the answers to my poll, my question poll you guys sent, and we're going to go through them. Um, And yeah, that's basically how For You Friday works. So sit down. You're going into a weekend. Your week just ended. Congratulations on getting through the week, finishing your assignments, getting work done, being super productive. I hope you had a great week. And I'm excited to talk to you guys today. So let's get started. The first question that I got is, what's some advice on how you can improve your overall day? And honestly, this is going to sound, obviously, this is very niche to everyone. We're, of course, all going to have different things that excite us. And honestly, the number one thing I can say is have something in your day that you're going to be excited for every single day, whether it's your workout or talking to a friend, going on a walk, having your cup of coffee, cooking a meal, something in your day that's going to make you excited to wake up in the morning and get out, get out of bed, I think is super, super important. When it's like 8, 9 p.m. and I've just gone to bed after doing my skincare, I'm excited to wake up in the morning and have my cup of coffee. And that might sound so silly to some people, but it's like if you have that one thing that you're excited for in the morning, number one, it's going to help you get out of bed in the morning. It's going to make it easier to wake up and have a productive day. And number two, it's going to be something in the day where it's like even if you had a really bad day, you found out some bad news, you got a bad test grade, you got into a fight with somebody, you're going to have that one little like pocket of peace in your day that's going to make you feel better. And it could be a numerous amount of things. Like I said, it could be putting on a podcast and going on a walk. It could be the hour that you're at the gym. It could be cooking a meal for yourself, just putting in your headphones, blasting some music and cooking breakfast or lunch or dinner, going grocery shopping, something that's going to make you happy. Having something small in your day to do that will really help. If you're kind of having a good day and then all of a sudden you find out something really bad or you get into a fight with someone and now your mood is ruined and you're like, how am I supposed to go on the rest of the day? My mood is so bad. Honestly, number one, do not fake out your emotions and do not hide your emotions. You know, don't lie to yourself and be like, I'm fine. I'm fine. Like let yourself feel every single emotion that you're feeling. I feel like sometimes we forget that we're human beings and we're allowed to be upset and sad and kind of just have days where you want to be in bed and everything like that. And so I feel like just remind yourself that you're allowed to feel every single emotion. You don't have to explain the way you feel to anyone. You don't have to apologize for the way that you feel. If you're having a bad day, you're having a bad day. That happens to all of us. Some people fake it better than others. And honestly, at the end of the day, if you're just honest and true to yourself and you're like, I feel sad and I'm going to have a I'm not going to be as motivated today. That's okay. You can sit in bed and just journal and meditate and watch YouTube and take a nap and eat some comfort food. You're allowed to have days like that. But I think that if you want to improve your day and you're like, I know I don't want to let myself be sad. Number one, journal out your emotions, write down every single thing that's stressing you out, pissing you off, making you angry, making you upset, whatever it is. And then kind of go through it and be like, 
is this really going to upset me in a few hours or in a few days? Is this really going to affect my life in the long term? And if the answer is no, then it's like, okay, this should be so easy for me to get over because it's not even going to affect me in a few days or weeks or months or years. So it's like, this is such a silly, stupid thing to be upset about. If you're in a fight with a friend or a boyfriend or something, it's like, all right, this is something I'm going to get over. Like we're still going to be friends or dating at the end of the day. So I think just journaling out your emotions is really going to help because it's going to also make you realize what you're really feeling. Maybe you're feeling a certain way that you didn't even know until you wrote it down. And I think that will really help. So kind of just journal out your emotions, meditate, just like reset your mind, do a little form of self-care and do something that makes you happy to kind of reset your mood and restart your day. Next advice that I got is how do I control my thoughts? And I feel like, you know, for some type of people, people would be like, you can't control your thoughts. You can't control control the way your mind goes. But honestly, I really do think you can. And a big thing, like when I think of controlling my thoughts, I think like sometimes I get very anxious and overthink the smallest things and I'll just like be in bed and I'll overthink the smallest thing that happened and I'll create it into this big, huge situation and I'll let it completely like give me so much anxiety, make me a make me upset. Like it'll upset me so much. And I'm, it's, it's over nothing too. Like it's over nothing that even happened, but I'm overthinking myself to make it seem like it's something that's going to happen. And I'm like, why is my mind spiraling like this? Like, why can't I get it to stop? Where did this come from? Why is it going in this direction? And I get so upset over nothing. So I think that sometimes it's like, you can't control the way that your mind thinks at first. It's like, you know, if you see two girls sitting across from you whispering and looking at you and laughing, the first thing you're going to think, your your mind is going to go, is there something in my teeth? Does my hair look bad? What are they talking about? Are they talking about the thing I did last week? Like your mind's going to spiral and these thoughts are going to go anywhere where maybe they're not even talking about you. Maybe they're looking at the person behind you, whatever. But that's just something you can't control. And that's something you're going to be like, well, I looked at the situation and this is just what my mind thought of. So I feel like in those situations, I understand not being able to really control your thoughts. But when I think of controlling my thoughts, I think of when I get super anxious about little things that don't even exist. Like I'll have a headache and I'll be like, oh my God, my head is so bad. I have the worst migraine. I have to go to the doctor. I have to get it checked out. Like little things like that. And I'll, my thoughts will just overflow and I'll just overthink every single situation, overanalyze every situation. Like, oh, this person's mad at me. I know they're mad at me because I did this and I talked in a different tone and whatever. Number one, you can control your thoughts. You are in control of the way your mind thinks. And this might not be a you know, right away, snap at the finger, get away negative thought right away. This is something that's going to take time because it's something that you're going to be training your mental health to do and to react to. So this isn't something that's going to happen in the snap of a finger where you're no longer going to let yourself get upset over little things. But number one, remind yourself that you are in control of your thoughts. That is the first thing that you have to do is tell yourself that you are in control of your thoughts. You're in control of the way your mind works, the way your mind reacts to things, the way your body reacts to things. You are going to control that. You know, everything is in our brain, everything. Obviously, there are certain health conditions where, you know, our brand, brain can't fight it. But honestly, in my opinion, it's all with faith and just the way your brain is. And I feel that way even when you're like sick. It's like even when you're sick, like if you just act like you're not and you just talk like you're not sick, it's going to go away slowly. I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy for that. I think another thing, too, is our society. It's a this is a good and bad thing. Our society normalizes here. They normalize 
overthinking, anxiety, depression, ED, they normalize these things, but they don't fantasize them. Like they don't make them, they don't glamorize them. That's a better word. Like they don't make it seem like a glamorous lifestyle, but they do normalize it. And I think it's good to normalize it because it's like now people know that they have the right to feel these emotions and that they're not crazy for feeling these emotions. But at the same time, if it gets glamorized in any way, people are going to think like, oh, I kind of feel like I have that. And I kind of want to have that because it would explain a lot more. And then you kind of get into this deeper hole of diagnosing yourself and like thinking you're like thinking you're something that you're not just because other people are, and you have similar personality traits to that person, if that makes any sense at all. But it's like, we kind of get into this spiral because we see other people also having the same mindset as us. And we're like, oh, it's okay for my thoughts to go this direction. But it's like, you might as well stop it while it's fresh and like stop it while you notice it and realize what's going on. Because it's like, you don't want to normalize those things to the point where you're like, oh, it's okay if I'm sad every single day for the next week and don't get out of bed the next week, because that's not okay. It's like, I understand if you're going through something really tough and you kind of just need to be in bed and gather your thoughts a hundred percent. I've been there. But I feel like at a certain point, you kind of just have to pick yourself up and realize you are in control of your thoughts. I think that's the first reminder that you have to tell yourself if that's something that you want to believe is that you are in control. And so if you tell yourself over and over again, you are in control of your thoughts, I'm not going to let this affect me. Like, let's say a girl comes up to you in school and she's like, I hate your outfit today. You get to decide if that actually affects you. You know, if it if it's actually going to affect you, you're going to get upset about it and you're going to wear a different type of style the next couple of days. And that's going to that's like means it affected you. But if you just listen to her and you kind of just walk away and ignore the situation and don't let it change you, that's a huge mindset shift because it's you're not allowing something that would normally upset you to upset you anymore. And I've definitely had this transition in my own personal life where a year ago and before then, if someone made a comment about my acne and was like, you have such bad skin or your skin is getting so bad. I would get, I would, I was in defense mode. I was so upset. I would cry about it later. I would get so emotional about the fact that someone told me my skin was bad because obviously we all have insecurities. And if someone points out that insecurity and you're like, other people see it, other people get grossed out by it, et cetera, et cetera. It kind of gets you like spiraling. So a year ago and before then, if someone told me something about my skin, I would get so upset and I would go home later and I would cry about it and I would overanalyze it and I would look at my skin and I'd be like, why do I have to have acne? Why do I have to have acne? Now, if someone is like, wow, your skin's breaking out really bad, I'll be like, yeah, I know. It's going to get better though. Like, it's fine. Because number one, I know that I control the way I react to those things. If someone tells me that and I just, I'm like, yeah, like, and I get emotional about it, that's my fault. That's my fault. They have their own problems going on. If they're if people are out there commenting about other people's skin to their face, like they have their own troubles that they're going through, but the way that I react to it, that's my problem. So, if I'm just like, yeah, it's pretty bad right now, what am I going to do? Like that's it. That's the only way I can react to it. That's it. I'm not going to snap back and be like, yeah, well you've gained a few pounds. Like no, it's like I'm not going to let it affect me in that way. I'm not going to go home and cry about it later. And I think this also has a lot to do with the way that we treat ourselves. It's like I know that I cook really healthy meals. I know that I go to the gym every single day. I know that I work on my sleep and work on my mental health and everything. So it's like, I know that I do things to better my skin, better my body, better my mental, physical, and emotional health, and just better my life in general. So if someone comes to comment to me about something that's so temporary and little compared to other things going on in life, it's like, 
why am I going to let that bother me? That's such a minor issue of mine that's going to be solved. Like instead, I want to worry about the grades I'm going to get this semester or the way my podcast is going to go. Those are things that are going to be on my mind. So I feel like once we kind of realize that we do control the way our mind reacts to these thoughts and to these people's you know, negative response, that's when we kind of are able to control our thoughts more. And obviously, there's going to be days where a stupid thought is going to come into your mind and you're going to overthink it. And you kind of just have to snap out of it. You kind of just have to do something to get you to snap out of this reaction, whether it's going on a walk and listening to a podcast or talking to a friend and venting about it. And that's kind of going to really help you out with controlling it because at the end of the day, as long as you know you are in control of it, that's what's going to get you through. The next question that I got is what is the best way to start a side hustle? Honestly, I think a side hustle is something that you either do research or think about every single day without anyone telling you to do like anyone telling you to or no reminders. So number one is like realizing what that is. If you're someone that just all day you're researching healthy recipes and going grocery shopping and trying out new foods and whatever, without even knowing it, your passion is food. That's what makes you happy. That's what makes you want to get out of bed in the morning. That's something that you do every single day without being reminded to or told to. And as soon as you kind of figure out what it is that your passion is, there's it's so fun a side hustle because it's fully in your control. You could do literally any single thing that you want. When I found out my passion was kind of just mental health, wellness, health, lifestyle, fitness, just kind of becoming a better version of yourself, I guess self-growth. Once I realized that, I was like, there's so many ways that I can go about this. I could create an Instagram blog. I could create a YouTube channel. I could create a podcast. Like There were so many ways for me to kind of explore this passion of mine. And obviously I landed on podcasts, but once you kind of figure out your passion, which is what you do every single day and love doing, and would, if someone told you, you have to do this for the rest of your life, making like no money doing it, would you do it? And your answer is yes, you would do it. Like that's your passion. So I feel like once you kind of figure out like what your passion is, it becomes easier to figure out what kind of side hustle you want to turn it into. So number one, find your passion. Number two, plan how you want to pursue that passion. Do you want to make it an Instagram page, a podcast, a clothing brand, a food blog, whatever it is. Number three, start planning out ideas. What's going to be your step-by-step? Are you going to have to create a website? Are you going to have to go buy inventory? Like Whatever it is that you have to do, do that. Number four, talk to people who are in the same industry or in the same field. Get some advice and kind of talk to them about their experience because it's going to teach you so much. And number five, just start, just begin. And it's like, even if it's not perfect the first time around with trial and error, you're going to get better. Even with my podcast, when I listened to my first few episodes, I cringe so much because I was totally not comfortable talking in front of the microphone yet. I wasn't comfortable talking to guests yet. Even if they were my friends, I wasn't as comfortable talking on a microphone and being recorded. And now I'm so comfortable and I just feel like I'm talking to my friends and it's like so easy. So I feel like in the beginning, it's like you're going to adjust and you're always going to be get better and better and learn more and more. But I think just knowing what your passion is and then creating a step-by-step and just starting without kind of procrastinating and holding it off any longer is the best way to start a side hustle. Make it surrounded around your passion because that's going to be what makes it successful because you're going to love it so much that you're going to want it to keep expanding and growing. The next thing that we're going to be talking about might get us into a deep rant, but I think it's necessary because I got a DM this week from 
a girl and she basically told me how a month ago her and her boyfriend broke up and she's just really having a lot of trouble adjusting to being alone more and spending more time with herself and I think honestly you know this is something all of us go through at least once in our life where we get out of a really serious relationship and we're kind of like okay now what because it's like even if you have friends, the relationship that you have with your significant other is always going to be on a deeper level and it's going to be very, very different. And it's obviously very different to tell your friends about your day versus telling your boyfriend around your day. So I feel like this is definitely super hard because it's like you lose someone that's such a regular person in your life. It's like, what do I do on the weekends now? What do I? Who do I text when I get home from school? Who do I text when I get a new job offer? Who do I text when I get a promotion or when I get straight A's? Who do I tell these things to? And I think that's the hardest thing of getting out of a relationship is you're kind of like, I have to be enough for myself now. And I think that's kind of the hardest adjustment is being enough for yourself and being like, I have to be proud enough of myself rather than because before it's like you had someone to be proud of you, to be happy for you, to support you, care for you, love for you. And now it's like I have to do those things for myself and it has to be enough. And I feel like that can obviously be a really difficult adjustment for some people because it's like maybe you're not used to that and that's something you know maybe you've been with this person for a long time and you're like I didn't really know how to do this before I had them in my life so obviously there's different endings to every breakup there's going to be the ending where you're on horrible terms there's no closure and you just ended on really bad terms with this person because someone cheated or someone lied or someone went behind the other's back or you know it just ended on really bad terms Or there's going to be the relationship where you ended on really great terms and there was full closure in the relationship and now you're like kind of going your separate ways but kind of still keeping in touch. So there's always two different ways that a relationship is going to go. How you react to that relationship says a lot about who you're going to be after the relationship ends. So number one, who you're going to be after the relationship ends, like I said, is going to be a huge part of who you're going to be after this relationship is over. Obviously, there's always room for self-improvement and self-growth. So you will change. You will have many different emotions through a breakup. You're going to be lonely. You're going to be upset. You're going to be anxious. You're going to be scared. You're going to be nervous. All these different emotions are going to fly up after a breakup, which is super, super normal. I think the way you react to it, it also has a lot to do with the way it ended. Like I said, it's going to either end on bad terms or on good terms. If you end a relationship with no closure, right? You end on bad terms, you get into a fight, you walk out and you're out of this person's life forever. You get home and you're just like, that's it. I was with this person for years, told them everything. They did everything with me. And now one fight, one, you know, they cheated on me or lied to me and I yell at them and I walk out of the room and that's it. There's some relationships where you're not going to get closure. And that's just something that you have to face. There's some friendships or relationships where you're just not going to make peace with that person and you're not going to end on a term that's like, okay, here are our boundaries, here are this. That That's very – that's I think that's majority. I think it's majority that relationships don't end on good terms. So I feel like if you don't have closure in a relationship, do not chase for it. Do not chase for it. And if you keep this stigma in your brain that, no, 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 I'm not going to be able to move on unless I have closure. I'm not going to be able to work on myself unless I have closure. You are letting that person have way too much control over you, your life, your decisions, and your future. Way too much control. 
I understand the aspect of like, okay, I spent so much time with this person and the fact that I'm just never going to talk to them again makes me sick to my stomach. I understand that. And I think I've definitely felt that way. I think everyone's felt that way, whether it was with a relationship or a friendship where you're like, I've been friends with this person for so long and now all of a sudden I'm not going to talk to them ever again. Like that could be a really scary and upsetting feeling because you're like, this is how it ends. Like this is it. So I feel like Number one, do not expect anything from that ex. You know what I mean? Do not expect them to check up on you. Do not expect them to text you. Do not accept, like, expect them to slide up on your Instagram stories because when we end relationships, all we want is attention from that person. That's all that we want. And it's such a toxic but normal feeling to want attention because it's like, You've had attention from this person all these years, all these months, however long you've been with them. And then all of a sudden that stops and no, you're no longer getting called beautiful every day. You're no longer having someone tell you how obsessed with you they are. And you're kind of like, how does it, how did this, how did this get into this? Like, what, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's a kind of like, how did this happen? And so I feel like when you're kind of in that state and you're so dependent on this person to feel confident in yourself, that's where it draws a line. You know, you were beautiful before they told you you were, they were, you were beautiful. Like you were beautiful before that. You just had someone tell you it and that made it enough for you to believe it. And I think that's something that we have kind of mis- mistake in our head is that we don't think something's true unless someone else tells us. Let's say we're losing weight because we've been working out. We look at ourselves every single day. We're not going to look at ourselves and be like, oh, I'm losing weight, whatever. And maybe in a few months from then, you'll be like, oh, wow, like I lost weight. But it's not going to matter until other people notice it. And this is just something that's that's just the stigma in our brains that it's like, oh, it's not going to matter until someone else notices. And that just proves to yourself, I'm doing this for someone else. And that's where the problem is. Why are you doing this for someone else? Why are you doing this to make someone else proud of you? Why are you doing this to make someone else happy for you? This is such a repetitive yet normalized problem where we depend on others to make us feel better about ourselves. And this is why when relationships end and you know, we kind of lose that person in our life. We feel so lonely and insecure and less confident because it's like you don't have that person to pick you up anymore. You don't have that person to build you up after you get upset. You don't have that person to make you feel better after you get into a fight with your girlfriends. You don't have that person anymore. And then you kind of come to the realization of that makes me feel like I'm not enough for myself. And that kind of makes you spiral into I'm lonely and I hate being alone with myself and I hate alone time because you had this person with you the whole time and now it's like, oh, I don't have that person anymore. And like I said, I think that it's obviously completely normal to feel that way because you do have this person, but that's kind of where you need to snap out of it right away and you kind of just need to remind yourself that you can do this on your own and you can be enough for yourself. And that's what it stems from at the end of the day. And I feel like, like I said, when we end a relationship, who we are after this relationship says a lot about who we're going to be without this person. So if this relationship ends and right away you're like, I just need attention from someone else. I need attention from another guy. I need another guy to tell me I'm pretty. I need another guy to want to hook up with me or be obsessed with me. That's a problem. And there's a lot of reasons why that's a problem. And it's definitely a a place where a lot of people resort to after a relationship is they just want to hook up with other people so that they can feel wanted and they can feel pretty and they can feel sexy. And that's kind of why we resort to other people after a relationship is because you need that attention and you need the confirmation of, oh, I'm still pretty and oh, people still want me. 
And that's such a big problem because it's like, why can't you be enough for yourself? And it's like, if you spiral into that after a relationship, the rest of your life, you're going to remain dependent on someone else to make you feel better. You're going to remain, you're going to depend on someone else to make you feel pretty, to make you feel confident, to make you feel secure. And that's such a big thing. And it's like, as much as you tell yourself like, no, I know I'm hot, but you know, I still want attention from someone else. You need to be enough for yourself. And this is where a lot of insecurities and relationships stem from. And it's like, this is why people get jealous and overprotective with their significant other is because they're not confident enough in themselves that they will make this person stay. And I understand having trust issues from past relationships or from past moments, or if you got cheated on or lied to or left for for someone else, it happens to a lot of us. But at the same time, it's like, you need to react in a way where you're going to better yourself from it and you're not going to seek male validation from somebody else. You're not going to depend on a guy to make you happy. You're not going to depend on a guy to feel pretty. You can't depend on men for these things. And I don't mean to go on this like huge, you know, feminism rant, but at the same time, it's like, you can't let these men, like we cannot depend on men to make us feel happy, to make us feel satisfied. We can't. And it's like, as much as, you know, this person meant to you at the same time, you have to be more to yourself. You have to, because breakups are suck. They're so hard. You're going to be reminded of them. You're going to think of them. You're going to get upset at random parts of the day, but at the, like at the end of the day, it's a breakup. You know what I mean? It's like, just be lucky that you're both alive and you're both healthy and you're both have the opportunity to kind of go separate ways and still make a life for yourself because that's the best way that it can end. That's the best way that it can end. And I think rushing into a new relationship, trying to get attention from somewhere else is the worst thing that you can do because you will never see, you know, loneliness, quote unquote loneliness as a good thing ever. So I feel like when you're out of a relationship, the number one thing that you have to do is obviously just keep telling yourself that you're going to be enough for yourself. You're going to be enough. Like if you're proud of yourself and no one else around you is proud of yourself, that's going to be enough for you. That's still going to make you equally as happy and proud for yourself. And I th- I know it definitely sucks. Like you want to vent to your boyfriend about things. You want to go to him like about things, whatever it is. So I feel like you just need to know that you're enough for yourself. And that's kind of going to take the word loneliness away and make it self-care, self-love, self-growth. Because the word loneliness, it's like, you're not like you're going to be okay. You know what I mean? Like loneliness isn't a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. And I don't like the word lonely. I think the word like alone, like I'm alone versus I'm lonely is very, very different. Once you kind of learn to enjoy spending time with yourself, I think it's going to make a huge difference. Like I remember last Friday night, I was like, I should probably go out, like go on a dinner date with my boyfriend or hang out with my friends or, you know, something like I should go hang out with people. And then I got home from work and I was like, kind of just want to be alone. Like I kind of just want to have a me night. Like I want to just take care of myself and spend time with myself. I'm going to go get my nails done. I'm going to put on a podcast. I'm going to grab dinner for myself and eat dinner and watch movies and watch YouTube and then journal and do a little bit of emails. You know, I'm just going to spend time with myself. I wasn't thinking to myself, oh, I'm so lonely. My boyfriend is with his friends and my friends are with their other friends. I'm so lonely and by myself, this sucks. I was thinking I'm so happy I get to spend time with myself and just kind of relax and unplug after a long week. And I feel like that's kind of where lonely the word loneliness is going to go away and it's going to be replaced with, you know, loving your alone time and appreciating your alone time. And I read this quote once, I think it was on an Instagram story and it was basically like, 
this version of yourself, you know, this girl that you see standing in the mirror right now, this is the last day that she's going to exist as this girl. Spend as much time with her as you can. Appreciate her as much as you can because every day we grow into different people, whether we get a new job or we start a new semester at school or we start a new side hustle or we get into a new relationship or a new friendship, whatever it is. Once you're enough for yourself and you realize that you are capable of making yourself happy, a relationship is going to be like fun. It's going to be a fun idea for you, but it's not going to be something that you depend on. You're not going to depend on people anymore. If you have that security and that confidence and that happiness with yourself, you're not going to need someone else, but you'll be like, yeah, that's cool. Like someone's into me. Sure. I'll go on a few dates, but it's not going to be pressurized into this person better being like a serious relationship. Like I'm going to need them. I'm going to need someone to talk to and hang out with. It's just going to be something additional. And I think that it's obviously normal to also grow this way while you're in a relationship. Like I got into my relationship at a very young age and obviously through those years and still now I'm only 21, you know? So I've been growing since I was 18 and I'm still growing. Like I know I'm a different person than I was when I was 18 and I know I'm going to be a different person when I'm 23, but it's like you can still grow when you're in a relationship because it's like as long as you're focusing on yourself, whether you're focusing on yourself while you're single or while you're in a relationship, as long as you're prioritizing that, you're going to get there. And no one's going to stop you from getting there. I honestly just believe that when you love spending time with yourself and you have full confidence in who you are and what you're able to achieve, loneliness isn't going to be a bad thing for you. Being single isn't going to be a bad thing for you. And there are many different ways to kind of start enjoying time with yourself. Find something that you love to do. Find a passion. Create it into a side hustle. Don't like don't just like sit around all day and just do your nine to five and then get home and just do the same routine. Find something that excites you in life. And it's like, I know a lot of people are like, oh, I don't have hobbies. I don't have interests. But at the same time, it's like, like, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I can't picture not having something that doesn't excite me. I understand not wanting to add extra work and like whatever, if you don't have a hard work ethic and you're just like, I just don't care for those things. But having a passion, whether it's just working out or going on walks or drawing, journaling, whatever your passion is, putting that into our daily life is going to help you so, so much. And exploring yourself to different things in the world. There's so many different passions in the world that you could have. Letting yourself explore that is going to help you grow so much because it's going to push you out of your comfort zone. So I honestly just think that as much as a relationship can seem like a sad ending, you kind of need to make it the beginning of a new story for yourself and make it a happy start. You know, it's life isn't always going to feel that way. And yeah, that's kind of my little breakup relationship rant that I have for you guys. I will answer a few more questions, but let me know if that if that helped you. I know I'm not the best at like talking about relationship advice. I feel like I don't know. Maybe I am. You guys could DM me and give me feedback on that. But um, that's kind of just my advice. And obviously, it's easier said than done. And it's easier to say that when you're not going through it because it's like obviously I'm not going through a breakup right now, and I'm kind of just like being a little hypocritical because I know that if I got out of a relationship, I would be distraught and upset. But at the same time, I feel like I'm at this point in my life where I'm so secure and confident in who I am that it's like, I know that I'm enough for myself and whoever gets me is so lucky. And like, I'm so lucky too. But at the same time, it's like, if you have yourself and you know that you're enough at the end of the day, other people aren't going to stop you from getting places. They're just going to help you grow. So Yeah. The next thing that I got is how do I influence people in a good way? I think be the person that you want to be friends with. Be the person that you look up to. And once you're kind of this person, you're going to attract those people. So 
being the person that you want to be friends with is going to be the hugest change ever because it's like you're going to you're going to just attract people who are also like you. So if you want to be friends with someone who's super motivated and productive and lives like a super healthy wellness lifestyle, you need to be that person first before you meet people like that. You need to wake up every day and be the most positive version of yourself. You need to be happy when you walk into a room, not judgmental or talking badly about other people. You want to become who you want to be friends with. And I feel like once you're kind of becoming that person, you're waking up and showing up as that girl of like, I want to be positive and living my best life and working on myself. You're going to attract people who are also working on themselves and living their best life. And then you're going to like be friends and you're kind of going to bounce off of each other, you know, and motivate each other and put each other first and prioritize each other and everything like that. So I feel like when it comes to influencing people in a good way, you just need to stay true to yourself be the best version of yourself and you will meet people who are also on that same wavelength as you. The last question I'm going to answer is how do I get over social anxiety? Um, honestly, fake it till you make it. No one's going to question the most like confident person in the room. If someone walks in and they act like they know everything, people are going to assume they know everything. They're not going to question them. They're not going to talk badly about them. They're going to be like, wow, that person's really on top of like their game. Like they know what they're doing. So I feel like just faking it till you make it is the best way to do it. I definitely get socially anxious sometimes if I'm by myself and with a whole new group of people, I definitely get a little bit nervous. But especially after quarantine, I feel like we all got a little bit of social anxiety because we were so used to kind of being at home and then it's like a whole new world has opened up to us. So I think social anxiety can be super normal, but I feel like kind of just faking it till you make it is the best way that you can go, honestly. Like that's all that you can really do because it's like if you walk in and you show up like, yeah, I know what I'm doing and I know why I'm here and I know my surroundings. I know who I am. The more you start to do that and tell yourself that, the more you're going to slowly start to believe it. So I feel like just putting that in your mind and faking it is going to be the best way for you to kind of, you know, go out and just like just be that person but obviously it's not the easiest thing and as long as you're true to yourself and you know who you are and you know what you have to offer and you know your worth and your value and you stay true to your morals that's going to give you the biggest confidence boost and it's going to be like okay these people are lucky they get to know me like I'm excited to meet these people it's kind of like going into a job interview and it's like as much as this person is interviewing you to work there you're also kind of interviewing them to be like do I want to work there having that mentality is going to make you know your worth and your value when you walk into a room of people that you don't know. So that's kind of my tip with social anxiety. I definitely get that way too when I'm like ordering food at a restaurant or going grocery shopping and then like checking out my bag. I totally get it, but just fake it in your mind that you are so confident and you are meant to be there and that's kind of going to help you through it, but I totally get the same way. So yeah, that's going to be my advice session. I kind of went through a lot. This is going to be definitely a longer episode than most, but I feel like it was very necessary. I want to thank everyone who's been being supportive. I just hit 10,000 followers on Spotify today, which is insane because a month ago, a month ago, October 8th, well, obviously you're listening to this on Friday, so it's not November 8th for you anymore, but October 8th, I hit 1,000 followers on Spotify and today I woke up to 10,000 followers on Spotify, which is absolutely insane so thank you so 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 much for everyone who's been showing me support it means so much to me you guys have no idea how much your dms mean to me and it's like as much as i help you guys through this podcast you guys help me so much with your feedback and your support 
So thank you so much for listening to this week's For You Friday episode. I am working on a few guest episodes right now. Um, They're not completely done. Don't worry. I know I haven't posted one in a while, but I am definitely working on them, gathering new people, sending a bunch of emails, and setting up some, some calls. So I'm really excited to start recording guest episodes again, but I know that you guys are also really enjoying For You Friday's solo advice episodes, so I love putting these out for you guys. I love talking to you guys about it. I love when you guys DM me saying how much it helps you. Like, that means – it means so much. Like, you guys have no idea. When you guys message me and you're like, I feel like I have a friend on FaceTime because it's like I feel that way with other podcasters and YouTubers that I can't wait. I'm ha- I can't believe I'm having that same effect on other people. So thank you so much for the support. I hope you guys have a wonderful and safe – weekend and kind of just reset this weekend get ready for next week and I hope you guys have some exciting fun things planned and I hope that your mental health is great this weekend and yeah DM me if you guys have any other questions I'm going to post an advice thing a little bit later this week on things that you guys want to know and that's pretty much it for today so thank you so much for listening to this week's for you Friday episode and I will talk to you next week